touching hearts and transforming lives in Central America, very specifically in Nicaragua through the ministry of Vida Joven or Young Life. And we have been sending teams from Church of the Palms down to the city of Matagalpa, Nicaragua for the last three years. There'll be another team going down this coming summer. And what, what is happening in that ministry is nothing less than uh, the transformation of a nation. It has been so exciting to see what God is doing through the ministry of Vidahoven. And so this morning, we have the privilege of having the leaders of the ministry in Matagalpa, the folks who have received us with such warmth and hospitality over these years and have mobilized their team so that we can come alongside of them and, and play a small role in what God is doing in, in that place. You know, the, the gospel is, is going out and, and is grabbing minds and is transforming lives, and we don't often get to see it from our own vantage point, but when we get out into what God is doing in the wider world, it's, it's an absolute amazing experience. It's a miracle what God does not only right here in our backyard, but also in partnership with ministries like Vidahoven Young Life. So I'd like to uh, invite Omar Picado, Rosa Maritza Baca, and Nora Clemens to come and join me here. So Nora and Ben are regular worshipers here in the garden, and Nora is here as kind of my safety valve. I will attempt to uh, do some translation, and, and when Nora chimes in, that means I've either missed something or made a mistake, and so she's going to, uh, she's like the eraser. She's going to erase my mistakes and, and, uh, and help out. So thank you very much. So Omar y Rosa, bienvenidos. Gracias. Otra vez, Omar, primera vez por Rosa. This, welcome back to Omar and welcome to Rosa. This is the first time for Rosa here in the United States. So if we could begin by, would you share a little bit about uh, your, your life, your family, your city. Uh, buenos días. Es un gusto, un placer estar aquí. It's a pleasure to be here. Estoy muy feliz de verles otra vez. I'm very happy to see you again. Soy Omar Picado. My name is Omar Picado. Tengo 38 años. I'm 38 years old. Mi esposa Rosa. This is my wife Rosa. Tengo una hija. We have one daughter. Ocho años. She's eight years old. Y un hijo de trece meses. And a son of 13 months. Eh, Osmari eh, is their daughter, and Yadiel is their son. Yadi. Vivimos en la ciudad de Matagalpa, esa 100 millas más o menos de la capital. We live in the city of Matagalpa. It is about a hundred miles from the capital of the country, Managua. Y Matagalpa fue la primera ciudad donde inició vida joven. Matagalpa was the first city where the ministry of Young Life started in Nicaragua. Um, a missionary by the name of Jim Hornsby and his wife Sarah Hornsby, they're North Americans, they were the ones who started the ministry there in Matagalpa. They went to live in Matagalpa. They, then they started to, to do Young Life there. The, the products are people like us today. We had the, uh, they gave us the opportunity to know Jesus. 
the, the climate there in Matagalpa is, is kind of mild. It's, it's cool. You can see it's in the mountains. It's a beautiful place. About 100, más de 100,000 habitantes. A little more than 120,000 people there. There's a lot of churches there, both Catholic and Evangelical, Protestant. About 60% uh, Catholic, 40% Protestant. It's a, it's a beautiful place, uh, an unbiased opinion from Omar and Rosa. That is their, that is their home city. So, uh, can you talk uh, a little bit about the, the ministry of Young Life, its purpose, your history with it? I talked about Jim Hornsby, the missionary from the United States. He went, uh, Jim Hornsby went to Nicaragua initially to work with Habitat for Humanity there, building houses. But what he saw in Nicaragua was a greater need with the youth of the country. It, it was really difficult for a North American with a big uh, southern accent and not the ability to speak Spanish. And, and the situation uh, country to country between Nicaragua and the United States, this was about 1988, it was, it was very tense. Remember, this was the, the, Nicar the Contras and all that. And, and in Young Life, the um, kind of the theme, the motto is, we have to earn the right to be heard, earn the right to share the gospel. And, and how, so how was this North America, this North Carolinian, North American with a terrible Spanish accent going to earn the right to share Jesus with Nicaraguan kids? And so the first thing he did was he got baseball gloves and baseball bats and he went into the streets. And we were thinking, so what's going on here? A North American with gloves and bats? And so he invited us to play baseball. And I was part of the team. ¿Cuál parte? <laughs> so Omar, the, the kind of the uh, rule of thumb in young life is you need to be 15 years old to participate. Omar was only 13 years old, and he was a little guy too. And so the, the role they gave him was to be kind of the bat boy. He got to carry the gloves for the other, <laughs> for the other people. But I felt really happy to be part of this team. In Young Life clubs, their weekly gatherings, you, you can only participate if you're 15 years old because it's, it's targeted toward, toward youth, 15 and older. But at 13, so I wasn't really supposed to be there. <laughs> so Jim Hornsby, the missionary, as part of the team, as the, as the 
glove guarding boy, he gave me a baseball cap to put on my head. <laughs> and that was my ticket to be in the club. I just kind of pulled it down low so they couldn't tell I was too young and I could get in the club. And Jim was always talking about, you know, change, our lives could be changed. But we're thinking, so how are we going to be changed? Because we're just playing baseball. But later, so this is the strategy of young life. You build relationships with young people in their neighborhoods, in the streets, playing baseball, connecting, meeting them where they are, and then gathering each week in club, and then you invite them to camp. Uh, this is, is the, and so Omar was invited to this camp. It's called La Finca, the farm. It's in the mountains uh, just outside Madagalpa. He went to the very first camp in uh, Young Life Camp at La Finca. Let me get a picture of it. This is, that's it in the background. This is their camp in the mountains outside of Madagalpa. There were 35 people in that camp only. That these were, uh, the idea was that the camp was going to be the five best days of their life. And, and that's it for sure. It was. Those are the best five days of my life because there is where I met Jesus. And now Young Life has, has grown and grown. Now we have nine, nine new kids camps every year. Each one of those nine, uh, 300 kids go to that camp. And many of them meet Jesus there. And today, at La Finca, is the first camp of the new year. This is, this is their summer vacation, but December to, through January, and so uh, this is the first camp, a series of uh, six, six or so camps. And so from where Young Life started in Matagalpa, Rosa and Omar City, they have sent out Nicaraguans as missionaries with Young Life to different parts of Central America. There are Nicaraguans serving in Honduras, in El Salvador, and in uh, Guatemala. Mm -hmm. Algo más, Rosa? Este, uh, es uh, impresionante este, ver uh, los nicaragüenses en otros países como misioneros. It is, it's exciting to see Nicaraguans serving as missionaries in, in other countries. Because there really are foreigners in another country. And an interesting thing is in the sort of in the Central American pecking order, Nicaraguans are not always thought of as the, as the top of the heap. And so here are these Nicaraguans being sent out as missionaries to lead ministries in neighboring countries 
who are tremendously gifted, tremendously passionate, and God is blessing their ministry. It is, it is, es como un milagro, el crecimiento del ministerio. It's a, the, the growth of the ministry is, it's an absolute miracle. Y como este, en Honduras ya hay tres ciudades ahora con Vida Joven. Now in Honduras there are three cities where Vida Joven is, is ministering. Y en El Salvador tenemos dos clubs. In El Salvador we have two clubs. Guatemala está iniciando nuevamente después de una situación difícil, pero los líderes están fuertes ahí también. Yeah, in Guatemala, it is it has really been a tough go there. They're in the capital city, uh, Guatemala City, and there are very gifted leaders who are there, and and they are working hard to establish the ministry there. But for those of you who are familiar with the situation in Guatemala, it is nearly a failed state. It is such a dangerous place to be. Cada vez que veo estos misioneros de Nicaragua en estos países, puedo ver la grandeza de Dios a través de cómo Dios los está moviendo, su corazón, sentimiento para para ir a otros jóvenes que conozcan de Jesús. Every time we, we see and we think about, so Rosa, she's the supervisor of a number of these missionaries, and every time she sees what they are doing, it is, it is so powerful for her to be able to see what God is doing through these Nicaraguans who, they, they love their country, they love their city, just like Rosa and Omar do, but they're willing to follow God's call to live in another country that they're completely unfamiliar, not always welcome, and they're bringing the good news of Jesus Christ to the neighborhoods there, earning the right to share the gospel. It's, it is so powerful to see what God's doing. Yeah. Okay. Bueno, y Rosa, su versículo favorita, your, your favorite verse or a Bible story that is powerful. Oh, I got it here. Okay. So she read the, especially the, the last couple of verses there where Jesus says to his disciples, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. That that is, that is a, a, a verse, a passage that really motivates Rosa and many of the leaders because they can see in their cities and in their neighborhoods that there is such a need to share the good news of Jesus Christ. Cada leader se ha apropiado de este versículo en ir y buscar. Every leader um, uh, uh, appropriates this, this verse and um, y, algo más. Cada vez que miramos un joven en la calle, en la esquina, sin esperanza, sin futuro, sin ganas de estudiar, sin ganas de vivir, recordamos este versículo, tenemos que ir a ellos. So every time one of our leaders sees a kid out in the neighborhood, on a street corner, not going to school, not having any hope, this verse is what motivates us. It's what, it's what animates our ministry to reach out and to build a relationship with that kid because God loves that kid. Jesus died for that kid on the corner in Matagalpa, Nicaragua. 
tenemos un, nosotros llamamos un árbol donde los, los líderes ponen nombre de jóvenes que quieren entrenar, que quieren discipular para que estos mismos vayan a otros jóvenes. So we, they, in their leadership, they have plans. Each leader has a list of kids they are praying for every time, every day, and they pray every time they meet. And they have, they call it a, a tree of, the, and they fill in the names in their tree of the, the young people that they are discipling, the young people they are reaching out to, the young people they are connecting with. So the reason why prayer is so important and we pray for this list of young people every time is because we believe that every kid everywhere is so important to God that they deserve the opportunity to hear about Jesus. Gracias. Próxima pregunta. Ah, the, the, the next question is, uh, is there a story that, that they would like to share about uh, an example of life change that has happened through the ministry? Hay muchas vidas cambiadas. There are lots of changed lives. Every time I get to hear a testimony of one of the kids, I, I cry because of the greatness of God. So some of the people who have uh, gotten to go to Nicaragua, they've had the opportunity to hear the testimony of his name is his legal name is Osvaldo Marena, but his uh, real name is, or the name that we call him is Chema. This is Chema with Connor Long. Chema nació en una familia muy típica en Nicaragua, ¿verdad? Donde no hay muchas condiciones para vivir. He, uh, so Chema was born in a pretty typical Nicaraguan family there in Madagalpa. They didn't have um, much in the way of resources in their family. His biological parents, they gave him up for adoption. So this was a hard thing for Chema to know that his the parents who raised him weren't his real parents. So he grew up with this, this hatred, this resentment for his, his real parents. He had the. That he just grew up with resentment and hating his parents. So the resentment was the word I missed. So he grew up with resentment and, and really hating his parents. He, he grew up in, a, in an environment of um, drugs, uh, gangs, violence. With, with low self-esteem, didn't believe in himself. One day, a young life leader went to talk to him. So he invited him to, to you know, play sports with him, and, and he began to win his, uh, earn his friendship. 
And he started to say that, you know, there's something different available for you, that there's, there's hope for you. And he invited him to a new kids camp, a five-day five camp at La Finca. And at that camp, Chema accepted Christ. And there was an incredible change that happened to him. He's a crazy guy. He is, I mean, he is hilarious. He is so energetic and animated. And, and the kids, the young kids, they want to be with him. He is, he's a leader in his own, own club. In la, la, donde? Uh, El Tambor. Tambor is the name of his club. Mm-hmm. So, although it would have seemed impossible to him, he, has, he got married to, this is Maciel, his wife, and they have uh, a daughter. Her, her name is April. She's six months old. And so he is in this process of investing in other kids. There was, so Chema is doing it now, but it took a leader named Pedro to invest in Chema for God to bring about this change in his life. It's unbelievable the impact that one person can have when he is given uh, guidance from, from a leader and guidance from God. It's, my, it's been my experience as well for Rosa. It's been my experience as well. There was a leader who I was very, I was a shy person. It didn't, uh, not a lot of self-esteem, but she uh, reached out to me and believed in me and, um, and it, it changed, changed my life. So now, and now Chema is a guy who he invests in, in others. Gracias, Rosa. Y la, la última pregunta es, uh, the, the last question is, you know, when they receive our mission teams, it is a whole lot of work for Omar and Rosa and for their leaders there in Matagalpa. And so, why do you do that? Is it worth it for you to have North Americans come and be part of your ministry? How is this partnership, how is it important for your ministry in Matagalpa? Es super importante y muy animado cuando el equipo de, de la iglesia llega a Nicaragua. It's, it's very important, it's very encouraging when a, a, a team comes um, to Nicaragua, to Matagalpa. Eh, uno, porque podemos ver a Jesús viviendo First, because they can see Jesus living and working in our lives. And this gives us a lot of encouragement because we can see that God is working in all parts of the world. There's not a difference in cultures, it's the same God. Different languages, but we can communicate. Siempre decimos es una experiencia. We always say that it's it's an experience together. Y también lo, 
otros líderes quieren ser parte de ese también, de esa semana. And other leaders, some of their other leaders, they want to be a part of this week that we have together. Eh, entonces nos permite también trabajar eh, en equipo. It allows us to work together as a team, Nicaraguans and North Americans. Un equipo, un mismo equipo trabajando por un mismo propósito. The one team working for a single purpose. Eh, tal vez uh, no puedo hacer algo, pero me enseña. Alguien me enseña si no puedo hacer algo. If, if I can't do something, then when we get to do it together, the, or somebody can teach me to do what I don't know how to do. Or if somebody else doesn't know how to do something, I get to be the one who teaches. So it becomes a, a relationship of friendship and love that's very sincere. Y eso nos da mucha ánimo, and this gives us a, a lot of encouragement, a lot of energy. Y es la que al final estamos llorando. It's, it's a week that at the end we all cry together because it's over. No estar because we, we want to we be together Pero always. De corazón a corazón. But we're, we're together, we're knit together heart to heart. Y en la we get to serve together in the community. La, es un it's a big impact. So people in the community can see North Americans, Nicaraguans working together. Interesting. I wonder what that's about. Y trabajo de and we, we do, so some of the work we do is just like construction work. Oh, a veces mirando muchachas trabajando en construcción. And so they, they see these, these women working in, in construction. In Nicaragua, women almost never work in construction. Entonces, otras mujeres tienen que trabajar también. And so other women, they can join in the work too. Es un, es un milagro también. It's, it's another, another miracle that we get to y see. Eso impacta la comunidad. It has a positive impact in the community. La vida joven. And a, an impact, on, a positive impact on the ministry of Vida Joven. The other thing, there's, there is uh, support that goes from Church of the Palms to the ministry in Madagapa, some of the leaders there. So there are very gifted leaders who have a call to serve in the ministry, but they don't have the resources to, to give their time to it full time. And so we, through the support of our mission committee, we, which, is a, which is Church of the Palms, we enable them to continue this ministry to grow. Y gracias a esto podemos extender más el reino de Dios. So we are so grateful for this because it extends the, uh, the kingdom of God. It's, finally, it's a, it is a service of, of love and a, a true friendship. Because we're, so we're open to, to listen and to receive. You're always welcome. Gracias. Gracias. Ok, so, gracias. So, um, so I told Megan that our interview was only going to take 15 minutes, and I was wrong. So, um, so it, if it comes time that, that you need to, to slip out, if you're going to the congregational meeting, which starts at, at 10 o'clock over in the sanctuary, please do that. And at the end, I, am gonna, I need to slip over there 
So, uh, Nora, would you please stay with Rosa and Omar? If you would like to greet them afterwards, Nora will, will be here to help. But it's a wonderful opportunity to gather together. You know, Jesus said that they will come from east and west and north and south to sit at table in the kingdom of God. And so when we gather around this table with Omar and Rosa and with one another, it is a, is a little foretaste of the feast that God has in store for us in the kingdom. When people from all over the globe will gather together of all times and all places, gather together to sit at table in the kingdom. And so as we gather at the table today, I remind you of the words of our Lord Jesus Christ when he said, what I received from the Lord I also handed on to you. The Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took a loaf of bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples saying, take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner after the supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant sealed in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. My friends, he will come again. Come. These are the gifts of God for the people of God.
invite you to pray with me. God, thank you for the gift of your son. Thank you for the fellowship of communion. Thank you, Father, for the opportunity to gather as one family, united, regardless of age, regardless of race or color or background. Father, thank you for inviting us to gather around your table in remembrance of you. Father, thank you. In the name of your son, we pray. Amen. And we invite you to stand as we sing one final song together this morning. We wanted to leave on a high note. Send you out the door singing. God, in you I put my trust. Oh Lord, my God, in you I put my hope. We're going to sing that again. Oh Lord, my God, in you I put my trust. Oh yes, I do. Oh Lord, my God, in you I put my hope. Here we go. In you. 
Sisters, go out that door with the grace of God in front of you and behind you. Go out there knowing that God has prepared a way for you. Go with the love of God the Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit this day, every day. All of God's children said, amen.